large-scale and significant expression from pseudogenes in Sedalis glossinidius, a facultative bacterial endosymbiont. Abstract. The majority of bacterial genomes have high coding efficiencies, but there are some genomes of intracellular bacteria that have low gene density. The genome of the endosymbiont, Sedalis glossinidius, contains almost 50% pseudogenes, containing mutations that putatively silence them at the genomic level. We have applied multiple omic strategies, combining Illumina and Pacific Biosciences single-molecule real-time DNA sequencing and annotation, stranded RNA sequencing and proteome analysis to understand the transcriptional and translational landscape of Sedalis pseudogenes and potential mechanisms for their control. Between 53 and 74 percent of the Sedalis transcriptome remains active in cell-free culture. The mean sense transcription from coding domain sequences is four times greater than that from pseudogenes. Comparative genomic analysis of six Illumina-sequenced Sedalis isolates from different host Glycina species shows pseudogenes make up 40% of the 2,729 genes in the core genome, suggesting that they are stable and or that Sedalis is a recent introduction across the genus Glycina as a facultative symbiont. These data shed further light on the importance of transcriptional and translational control in deciphering host-microbe interactions. The combination of genomics, transcriptomics, and proteomics gives a multidimensional perspective for studying prokaryotic genomes with a view to elucidating evolutionary adaptation to novel environmental niches. Introduction the genomes of intracellular parasites and endosymbiotic bacteria evolve under conditions that are fundamentally different from those of free living organisms. In many arthropod systems, bacteria can provide nutrients that are otherwise scarce to the host. In exchange for host provision of protection, nutrition, and mechanisms for vertical or horizontal transmission. Obligate intracellular symbionts are maintained by the host and have evolved strategies to ensure their vertical transmission to the next generation of hosts. Ultimately, this intracellular lifestyle, small population size, and strict vertical transmission can result in extremely reduced genomes. The general theory and process of this extreme genome reduction has been well studied using genomic data for intracellular bacteria, including endosymbionts, such as Buchnera in aphids and Wigglesworthia in tsetse flies. However, gene loss is not limited to obligate intracellular pathogen-symbionts with strict vertical transmission. It is also observed in free-living bacteria and facultative symbionts. One of the most important mechanisms for gene loss is that of pseudogenization, resulting from the accumulation of nonsense mutations in protein coding sequences. These mutations putatively silence the gene at the genomic level, 
resulting in theoretically non-functional genes slash proteins. Prokaryotic pseudogenes generally exist in, at levels between approximately 1 and 5%. Comparative genomic analysis between closely related strains suggests that pseudogenes are often associated with reduced selective pressures and on redundant gene sets, allowing mutation to accumulate and inactivate genes. This has been observed as Salmonella changes host range or utilizes a new environment. The low level of pseudogenes in most bacteria suggests that they are removed rapidly from the genomes due to strong selection for genome efficiency. There are, however, examples among the intracellular pathogens and endosymbionts of high levels of pseudogene presence reducing coding capacity down towards 50% in Sedalis glossinidius and Mycobacterium leprae. Likewise, pseudogenes can persist for long periods. The mean half-life of Buchnera aphidicola pseudogenes has been estimated to be 24 million years. Pseudogenes have been well studied in the context of comparative genomics to understand how gene loss has shaped bacterial genomes. But whether they continue to contribute to the genetic capabilities of the bacterium has seldom been assessed. It could, for instance, be suggested that if pseudogene-derived transcription retains some form of cis or trans regulatory function, then this could select for pseudogene retention in the genome. It is also clear that under some circumstances, specifically where polymerase infidelity corrects for a frame shift within homopolymeric tracts at the transcriptional level, pseudogenes can still produce functional proteins that contribute to the fitness of the bacterium. In this study, we aim to understand the importance of pseudogenes in bacterial genome evolution in a model of a degrading bacterial genome, that of Sedalis glossinidius. Sedalis is a facultative intracellular secondary endosymbiont of the tsetse fly. The variable frequency of Sedalis in natural populations suggests that Sedalis is not an obligatory component of the tsetse microbiome. However, the occurrence of Sedalis in natural populations has been linked to an increased capacity of tsetse to vector African trypanosomes. Interestingly, Sedalis has a relatively large genome for a facultatively intracellular endosymbiont, around 4 megabase pairs, and two genome annotations suggest that pseudogene levels are between 29% and 38% of the total gene content. The Sedalis glossinidius genome has amongst its coding repertoire systems for flagella, transmembrane transport, quorum sensing, and of note, type 3 secretion systems, encoded by three Sedalis symbiosis regions, which are analogous to pathogenicity islands and have been implicated in establishing or maintaining symbiosis. By combining the latest high-throughput sequencing and proteomics methods, we hope to shed light on potential post-transcriptional regulatory mechanisms that may be mitigating any potential deleterious effects. At the RNA level, riboswitches or small RNAs, short 50 to 100 base pair transcripts mediated by imperfect base pairing interactions, 
have been shown to regulate genes in this manner. DNA methylation could also serve as a mechanism by which to control transcription and or translation. Sedalis glossinidius represents an ideal system in which to test hypotheses surrounding pseudogene functionality and their evolution, as the organism maintains an unusual coding capacity, yet remains amenable to cell culture, allowing for sufficient DNA, RNA, and peptides to be extracted for polyomic analyses. First, assuming genes with nonsense mutations are non-functional, and therefore costly to the cell, pseudogenes should be evolving rapidly and be removed from the genome. Second, if pseudogene transcription or translation is deleterious, pseudogenes should be transcriptionally and translationally silent. Third, given hypothesis 2, we can expect there to be genetic mechanisms to silence pseudogenes, and we will be able to identify genetic and transcriptional features that determine pseudogene status using a combination of genomic expression and proteomic analysis. To that end, we tested these hypotheses by 1. Establishing pseudogene content and evolution using pan-genome data. 2. Evaluating genome-wide methylation data and negative strand expression to elucidate potential expression control mechanisms. And 3. Correlating mRNA and protein expression levels to understand functional control of pseudogenes. Discussion. It seems logical to consider pseudogenes as potentially maintaining a function until their association with the transcriptional process has been silenced. This is particularly pertinent in the case of secondary symbionts with high proportions of pseudogenes, like Sedalis, which are presumed to be evolving towards an obligate association with their host. In secondary symbiosis, the current opinion is that degeneration can largely be attributed to small, vertically transmitted populations with little diversity, reducing the ability of the organism to purge deleterious mutations. Subsection. Pseudogenes can harbor residual sense and antisense transcription. We have shown that bacterial pseudogenes can be both actively transcribed and dynamically regulated during growth. Expressed genes hypothesized to be under negative selection, i.e., annotations that were significantly more likely to be present in pseudogenes than coding sequences, were likely to have functions related to transmembrane transport, particularly major facilitator superfamily transporters, glycerol metabolism, and transposition. The major facilitator superfamily pseudogenes permeate genome annotations. A search for MFS pseudogene in ensemble bacteria shows 1,984 genes at the time of writing. Across many genera, including Escherichia, Francisella, and Pseudomonas, genes linked to substrate transport and metabolism are commonly found to be degraded in insect symbiont genomes, which is linked to their restricted diets. Because positive selection is intrinsically linked to substrate bioavailability as environmental conditions change, relaxed selection leads to the accumulation of deleterious mutations and pseudogenization of redundant genes. 
Nevertheless, residual expression from these may be indicative of a recent switch in environment where mutation at the genomic level could outpace overarching transcriptional control, so that transcription may be positively selected for due to links to other maintained mechanisms. We have highlighted the related flagella and type 3 secretion slash symbiosis regions as examples of regions undergoing clear patterns of pseudogenization. It is clear that coding genes associated with motility and type 3 secretion system apparatus were more likely to be differentially expressed than pseudogenes, and thus the canonical definition of pseudogenes may hold true in these cases. The fludge MN operon remains intact, despite residing within the degrading flagellum region 2 and is differentially expressed in line with flagellum region 1. Additionally, the only flagellum type 3 secretion system-related pseudogene exhibiting differential expression was fludge A, which is the only other gene in the fludge MN operon, suggesting that pseudogene differential expression could be a factor of co-regulation of intact genes, or as a result of polycystronic regulation across operons. One of the most differentially expressed pseudogenes without a hypothetical annotation is trehalase, an enzyme involved in the breakdown of trehalose, a sugar commonly found in insect hemolymph. Amongst a number of hypotheses as to the differential expression of trehalase in cell-free culture are implications of residual global control of metabolic processes beyond single sugars. Given the importance of sugar in insect systems, it would be interesting to further test the pseudogene for residual function. Subsection Pseudogenes are difficult to define. By using stranded RNA sequencing and comparing transcription between Sedalis coding sequences and pseudogenes, we have shown that intact coding sequences show significantly greater mean levels of transcription than pseudogenes, but there remains a proportion of coding sequences with little or no expression, any of which could be non-functional and misannotated. It should be noted that this experiment relied on cell-free culture. Coding sequences may therefore not be expressed due to their functional redundancy in cell-free culture, and follow-up experiments may be required in further media types or in insect cell co-culture to fully ascertain the Sedalis transcriptional repertoire. Similarly, however, there remain pseudogenes with residual activity, Going against the classical definition of a pseudogene, and it is clear, therefore, that problems remain with identification and annotation of pseudogenes. We and others have identified novel genes, including genes potentially important in regulating flagellum and or type 3 secretion machinery, or in quorum sensing. Simply defining pseudogenes using any individual genomic assay is difficult. ORFs may be shortened by frameshift mutations, yet may, may retain functional domains and appropriate transcriptional architecture. Coding sequences are generally characterized following a set of canonical rules of gene structure. The presence of an ORF, a promoter, and a ribosomal binding site, a methionine, or occasionally alternative start codon, and the stop codon. Similarly, pseudogenes were predicted wherever such rules break down. In the case of Sedalis glossinidius, pseudogenes were predicted 
where less than 50% of the functional homologue remained intact. Although studies at the single cell level in Escherichia coli and in some conditions at the population level in Clostridium suggest that levels of mRNA protein can remain uncorrelated and be regulated independently of one another, our data suggests that a balance may exist between mRNA transcript and protein abundance, as a semi-quantitative measure of peptide abundance correlates with sense expression. It is likely that each tier of control may act on another. For instance, small RNA may impact on mRNA levels, or protein interactions may regulate transcription. A range of bacterial transcriptional processes remain to be, function, to, remain to be fully characterized, including five prime untranslated regions, alternate promoters, or alternate transcriptional start and stop sites, and further experiments using techniques such as terminal endonuclease-linked RNA-seq, which has been employed in similar experiments in Salmonella enterica, Cerevar typhimurium, which shed further light on the transcriptional landscape of this bacterium. It is important to stress that, in this study, we have to find pseudogenes specifically where peptides have not been detected, given the difficulty of detecting membrane proteins through proteomic analyses. Further work may well reveal the presence of hitherto undiscovered peptides, and thus that some of these differentially expressed pseudogenes may be misannotated and it may further explain the presence of residual transcription. Subsection. Transcriptional and post-transcriptional pseudogene control mechanisms remain to be ascertained. Given its dual role in mismatch repair and the regulation of gene expression, DAM-mediated methylation of five GATC3 motifs in bacterial genomes represents a potentially important factor to investigate. While PAC biosequencing allowed for the examination of methylation status by comparing modified to unmodified DNA, the potential role methylation might play in pseudogene control remains difficult to ascertain. Pseudogenes displayed a significantly de de decreased rate of 6MA methylation when compared to coding sequences, probably due to the tendency for pseudogenes to have fewer 5-GATC3 methylation motifs at the genetic level. DAM-mediated methylation is predicted to post-transcriptionally regulate gene expression by altering the affinity of proteins for DNA, such as the origin of replication. In Salmonella enterica, cerevar typhimurium, adenine methylation has been implicated in regulating quorum-sensing-derived virulence factors, and so DAM inhibitors, or DAM-silenced pathogens, have been studied for their antimicrobial or vaccine potential, respectively. Adenine methylation has also been implicated in protecting symbionts from heat stress. Subsection Pseudogene abundance is stable between Sedalis genomes. Given that we expect Sedalis to be routinely undergoing population bottlenecks through vertical transmission of their host, we could expect genetic drift to be acting on genes under little selective pressure, increasing SNP and or pseudogenization rates, 
or even driving their deletion. As accessory genomes diverge prior to SNPs arising in the core genome, examining the Sedalis pan genome derived from Sedalis glossinidia species from multiple hosts from multiple Tetsi hosts enabled us to examine pseudogene stability. The high number of pseudogenes in the Sedalis core genome suggests that pseudogenes are stable across Sedalis strains, infecting different Tetsi species. In line with the suggestion that Sedalis shares an, evolutionary, an evolutionarily recent association with its Tetsi host due to a lack of concordant phylogeny, in contrast to that of Wigglesworthia, its primary symbiont. Lawrence et al. suggested that intracellular lifestyle promotes protection from bacteriophages and insertion sequences, reducing recombination and promoting pseudogene persistence. Sedalis glossinidius GMBB4 has 44 chromosomal prophage elements and an active circular phage. Furthermore, sexual transmission of Sedalis from father to mother prior to vertical transmission has been reported, effectively increasing diversity and rates of recombination. Assessing Sedalis genetic variability across wild populations of Tetsi, rather than laboratory-reared Tetsi, will be essential in understanding pseudogene persistence. Similarly, Further research into the expression levels of both coding and pseudogene orthologs may, further, may reveal further insights into transcriptional co-regulation and gene redundancy linked to reductive evolution. Kuo and Ackman have previously suggested that Salmonella pseudogenes may lack sufficient negative pressure for deletion. In models of cyanobacterial genomes, increased resource levels and decreased mortality have been suggested to select for slower reproduction and streamlined genomes. Experimental evolution experiments in methylobacterium have shown that accessory gene deletion confers a direct fitness benefit under selective environments, rather than the associated benefit of the reduced fitness costs of maintaining a shorter genome in its own right. And similar experiments would be interesting to perform in this system. Defining, the, defining which associations constitute significant functions on account of which positive pressure ensures that they persist is difficult. Associations with promoters, transcription factors, or cis-trans-acting transcriptional regulators could all select for pseudogene retention in the genome and reduce the likelihood of full deletion. An increasing number of bacterial small RNAs have been identified through transcriptomic analyses, including in Streptococcus and Borrelia. Pseudogene-derived antisense RNA may be involved in the complex interactions between genome, transcriptome, and proteome. Small RNAs have been implicated in gene regulation of multiple target genes through processes such as translational inhibition and activation or transcript stability. HFQ, a crucial chaperone involved in bacterial small RNA processing, is maintained in Sedalis. Therefore, 
Further studies into the roles of Sedalis small RNAs, including pseudogene-derived small RNAs, and the role of HFQ or other chaperones, will be critical for full understanding of the complexity of gene regulation in this degrading bacterial genome. This is in line with previous work using tilling arrays in mycoplasma pneumonia, wherein frequent antisense and non-coding transcripts were identified in a degrading bacterial genome. Pseudogene-derived transcripts, such as antisense small RNAs derived from pseudogenes, could act as regulators for orthologs elsewhere in the genome. And such an association may reduce the selective pressure towards their deletion. As this study relied on RNA shearing-based library preparation, it would be interesting to follow it up with full-length third-generation RNA sequencing to elucidate the sequences of full-length mRNA, including primary polycystronic transcripts, which would further enhance our knowledge as to how pseudogenes continue to contribute to overall transcription and its control despite ongoing genome degradation. Conclusions The primary goal of this study was to establish whether bacterial pseudogenes remain active despite genomic degradation. Using Sedalis as a model given the number of putatively inactivated functionless genes persisting in its genome. We sought to combine DNA sequencing, stranded RNA sequencing, and proteomic analysis to fully describe the Sedalis transcriptional and translational landscape, with a view to better understand the evolution and functional control of bacterial pseudogenes and the process of endosymbiont genome degradation. We have revealed that whilst transitioning from a free-living to a symbiotic status, Sedalis pseudogenes are often transcribed, but at a significantly lower level than intact coding sequences. Some pseudogenes can even remain under active transcriptional control, exhibiting differential expression throughout growth. But proteomic analysis suggests that they ultimately do not contribute to the protein content of the cell. The lack of some expression from intact coding sequences and pseudogenes underpins the difficulty in pseudogene identification, especially in cell-free culture, where the correct conditions for their expression may be lacking. The fact that a combination of sense and antisense transcription of pseudogenes persists implies a role of pseudogene transcription in control mechanisms. For example, cis or trans small RNA transcriptional controls, and could even be playing a role in wide-reaching mechanisms such as host-symbiont interaction or symbiont-symbiont interaction. The persistence of pseudogenes in the Sedalis pan genome implies that the maintenance of the function of the graded genes may outweigh any deleterious effects or that there is a mechanism through which such deleterious effects are mitigated. Given the proximity of Sedalis to medically important parasites and other bacteria within the Tsetse host, further study on, the, on these mechanisms is of interest for the identification of novel therapeutic interventions.